0: Hello and welcome to the Dorm Room Dispute Podcast. I am Mitchell Kaminsky, and here is time for a quick recap in the week of sports. Now, the big news of the week was Patrick Mahomes signing, quote, the richest contract in sports history. Uh, He's getting paid half a billion dollars in total um, and a couple of quick thoughts because I mean, those numbers are pretty staggering. And it is a 10 year deal on top of the two years he has left on his contract. So he will be with the Chiefs to 2034. So, some initial reactions uh, I think a lot of the knee jerk reactions like, wow, that's a huge number, obviously. Um, and that's a lot of years to sign a quarterback for. I don't care what player it is. That's a lot of money to be paying him. Like, look at Albert Pujols' deal. Uh, With the Angels, um, and that didn't age very well. So you don't know how good of a player he's going to be in the near future. But I actually think uh, that the Chiefs made a really smart decision here by signing him, and I think ultimately it's going to be looked back on as a great deal. Uh, For starters, he's not actually the uh, richest, it's not actually the richest deal in sports history. Um, You have to look at the guaranteed money in the contract. So um, it is good for Mahomes. But Garrett Cole, Bryce Harper, Manny Machado, their guaranteed money for baseball is double and Trout's guaranteed is triple. So uh, the guaranteed money for Mahomes isn't nearly as much as half these MLB players are making. Uh, And also with Mahomes, if you're looking at the value you're getting, he won a Super Bowl in his rookie year or he won an MVP his rookie year. And then his second year, he won a Super Bowl and Super Bowl MVP. And he's just going to get better. He just said this offseason that he hasn't even learned how to properly read defenses yet. So his value is only going up. And if you look at the money he's brought into the Chiefs organization and just in the Kansas City economy in general, uh, he's the face of not only the Chiefs, but the NFL. So you're getting great value there, and it's only going to go up. And I think, you know, when you're looking back, especially for the guaranteed money he's getting, uh, the, the Chiefs made a smart decision by locking him up for as long as he did. So while, yeah, $500 million is a lot of money, and you should be happy for him. If you're looking at the guaranteed money, it's really not all that much. And the Chiefs, they got a good deal out of it. Um, So the other thing you want to look at is a lot of people are saying, oh, this is going to reset the quarterback market. Uh, So how is this going to affect Dak Prescott's contract as he's an upcoming uh, free agent trying to get a new deal? And I, I don't think it will because no one really comes close to Patrick Mahomes. There's a reason why out of all these football players, he's the only one that's had a deal anywhere close to this because there's no other player like him. Uh, we haven't seen anyone to the same level of uh, quarterbacking as him. Dak Prescott's not even close. I think a deal like Kirk Cousins would reset a quarterback market because, you know, there's a bunch of Kirk Cousins' out there where there's only one Patrick Mahomes. You're not, you're not going to get another player like him. So smart deal for the Chiefs. Don't think it's going to reset the quarterback market like they said. Um, so I don't think it's going to affect the Mahomes or Deshaun Watsons that much when they're trying to get their new contract extension. And then finally, the other thoughts is looking back at the uh, Chicago Bears um, because they could have drafted this guy. So uh, it's kind of funny looking at it, and I feel like each week we're talking about the Bears quarterback convers- uh, uh, competition uh, because Mitch Trubisky, who they drafted ahead of Patrick Mahomes, he had his fifth-year option declined, while the other guy that could have drafted uh, just signed a $500 million deal, So uh, it's kind of funny to look at where the Bears are at. I guess they save $500 million, but um, the ineptitude of that front office continues. Uh, moving on, uh, also this week, the MLB just released their schedule. And, you know, I should be excited about this. Um, you know, I could be looking at, oh, wow, the White Sox are playing the Cubs in September. Or they only have to play the Twins seven times at home. But in reality, I, I mean, I didn't even really... It, it does not matter to me. It should matter to you. I wouldn't look too much into it. I wouldn't look into the reports of like, oh, how these 60-game matches are going to break up. Because let's be honest, I don't think the MLB season is going to happen this year. What has the MLB done in this past year in general to make you trust them? You know, they're, they're like the friend you have. You've known them a long time. You know, you do, you do anything for them, but you, you wouldn't trust them with anything. Uh, this past year, well, look at this. They had the Astros cheating scandal. Then That was from 2017. They kind of botched that. They found out that the Red Sox were cheating in 2018. They had their slogan, oh, let's let the kids play. And then they suspend Tim Anderson for three games. They really don't let him play. They're all rigid and uptight there. They don't promote their stars. Then they have the, uh, during the COVID uh, break, they're having labor disputes while people are out of work, and they're bickering over money. And now they are back from all of that, and they can't seem to get the testing figured out. Chris Bryant came out this week. And very elegantly stated why, yeah, he's kind of concerned uh, with all the testing or lack thereof. And Sean Doolittle for the Nationals also had um, what I thought was really well thought out comments about, uh, hey, you know, sports should be a reward of a functioning society of how they're handling this. Like if you look at South Korea, how their society has handled this pandemic, that's why they got sports back. It should be a reward and we're handling it horrible, horrible. The curve hasn't really flattened at all. It's, in fact, it's going up, so why should we expect sports to be back? Baseball hasn't done anything right during this situation. And while these other, orgs, like, you know, for the NBA or the uh, NHL, for example, um, if we're going to look at them, they, they had a well-thought-out packet. The NBA, for example. We'll take the NBA. They had a well-thought-out packet on how they're going to do this with a bunch of guidelines. No doubles ping-pong. You have to disclose of your cards and the, uh, the playing cards in the bubble, Uh, all these well-thought-out rules. Meanwhile, baseball, while this was all going on, instead of getting the details hashed out of how they're going to play once they came back, they were arguing over money. So now they're back, and it kind of feels glossed over, the safety portion, where I feel like the rules should have been reversed there. They should have been worried about the safety of their players and how they're actually going to get the product on the field instead of worrying about money, which that came first, and the other thing kind of became an afterthought. So I don't trust them whatsoever. I do not think the season's going to be played this year, so the schedule release doesn't matter. There's not going to be any baseball. And if it starts, I, I'd be surprised how much they get through if they do. And, I mean, we talked about this last week. Uh, Buster Olney, he was on ESPN uh, radio uh, two weeks ago. And he said, look, I think it's going to be a 5% chance they even get the season started. 0% chance they finish. And I kind of agree with him. Um, you look at these guys getting tested. Uh, the tests are coming in slow. There's a lack of transparency there. I, I, I just don't see it happening. The MLB hasn't done anything to make you trust them. Even if you look at their history, it's a bumbling history. Strike in 94. They have steroids. They've had racial issues in the past. Now all this stuff, cheating, scandals, financial disputes again. It's, the season is not going to happen. Um, so that's why it's unfortunate, too, because I wanted to look at the schedule and be like, oh, we're going to play the Cubs in September. It's going to be meaningful baseball. I'd be surprised if we even get to that point. Uh, Finally, last thing to talk about, Bryson DeChambeau. Uh, He's a golfer, for those of you who don't know. We don't talk much about golf on this show, but he had a horrible take this week, which I thought was kind of funny that I wanted to shed some light to. So earlier in his round, which he uh, won the tournament uh, last weekend, um, I forget which one it was. I think it was the... uh, State Farm, it doesn't matter. He, he won a tournament this past weekend. But in the third round of the tournament, there's no fans there, so they have cameras following around. And he threw a little hissy fit after hitting a bad shot, and the camera was following him walking up the, uh, up the hole. And he went off on this cameraman. He's like, hey. Afterwards, he was saying, why are this guy following me so much? He shouldn't be filming me this whole time. This is ridiculous. I get you have a job to do, but why why you shouldn't be filming me this much having this temper tantrum? It's going to look bad for my brand and my image. That is ridiculous, because first off, there's no fans there, so you have more privacy than ever. Second all, it's this guy's job to be filming you, so if there were fans there, it's not like they wouldn't be watching you the whole way up if you're going to throw a temper tantrum. And bad for your brand, give me a break. You know, just don't throw a temper tantrum. Then you don't have to worry about your brand. Plus, you're a golfer, so no one's really watching you Anyway, Bryson Deschambeau. Also, I thought a side note here, too. I think he may or may not be on steroids because he bulked up a lot during the soft season, which, uh, you know, it was an unnatural amount of uh, growth. He is he's jacked now, to say the least. So he may or may not be on steroids, which side effect is mood swings and temper tantrums, which could be shown there. But he won the tournament anyway. I thought it was a bad take. That's all we have for you in this kind of bite-sized dorm room dispute podcast. Uh, Check out some of our later episodes on Twitter at uh, PodcastDRD or our website, DormersBoot.com, for more episodes. Marshall should be back in the next one. Thank you for listening. Have a great rest of the week.